Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast 45, the UK's online digital TV and technology show. The show that's based on feedback from you. My name's Carl, and with me as ever is our tech guru, Pete. In today's show, TV and radio listings. Too many channels, too little time. We guide you through the best ways of finding out what's on and when. Here's a look at what else we're covering in today's tantalising take on technology. Sky Channels coming to a freeview box near you soon. A close look and listen to a new portable recorder from Olympus. Energy prices on the increase. Could current costs save you cash? Freeview, now free on the iPhone. Plus your comments on the recent Freeview retune. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast, now loading news. Headlines for the 1st of November 09. First off, Sky is coming to Freeview. Well, sort of. Sky has linked up with the video-on-demand service Fetch TV. This service offers a Freeview recorder that also has access to video content over broadband. Fetch TV already offers BBC iPlayer, but soon Fetch users will be able to get content from Sky, including Sky Movies, Sky Sport and Entertainment Channels. This service from Fetch TV will enable those that don't want a dish or to be tied to one particular internet provider to get Sky on their telly. This should be available from 2010. Next, Windows 7 has launched. Microsoft's latest operating system was released on the 22nd of October. Following the generally hated release of Vista in 2007, Microsoft has been listening to users' screams and made a number of improvements, notably to the user interface. You can now interact with thumbnail previews, There's better application maximising and tiling, a feature called Aero Shake, which lets you clear your desktop easily, plus fast access to common files with a jump list. Home network setup is much easier, there's now support for touchscreens, and to help with backwards compatibility, there's now a Windows XP mode. Windows 7 upgrades cost from £65. Next, a quick update on Freeview HD. We can expect Freeview HD to be available in Granada and London by the end of this year, with 50% of the UK getting HD by the middle of 2010. In readiness for HD, the BBC pulled one of their red button services, the BBC News multi-screen service, a few days ago. Some TV channel news now. TMF, the music channel, has relaunched as Viva. This is available on Freeview, Sky and Virgin as part of the MTV brand, but it's now repositioned itself from a music channel to an entertainment channel. Also note that Zone Reality, Zone Romantica and Zone Thriller will be rebranded to CBS channels in mid-November. If you missed our mid-October update, two snippets, Amazon Kindle is now out in the UK and there's a top barcode scanner out for the iPhone. It's a must. See FrequencyCast co-UK slash news. Staying with the iPhone, you can now watch 11 Freeview channels live on your iPhone. No subscription, no sign-up. Go to iphone.tvcatchup.com. And finally... Tired of hearing these same old tracks on your local radio station? Well, it's all to do with the size of a station's playlist and how frequently they play their A-list. Full marks to Absolute Radio. They've recently released a service called CompareMyRadio.com that takes all of the now-playing information from a bunch of radio stations to calculate the size of a station's playlist. At the time of recording, BBC Radio 2's playlist over the last 30 days has been over 2,000 songs, compared with London's Capital, who are running just 225 songs. 
One station, KISS 100, is pretty unhappy about having its playlist data compared with other radio stations, so KISS has recently blocked its now playing feed. Something to hide, guys? Thanks, Pete. For more on what we've covered today, check out our news blog at www.frequencycast.co.uk slash news. So we're going to have a lovely time focusing in today because I've seen what's in your bag. It's a bunch of um, magazines. Are they... Um, are they? Eight, 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 say no more. No, these are perfectly clean apart from the, uh, the coffee stain on the top of that one there. So what we're talking about today in our focus is TV listings. TV listings, fantastic. So uh, what are your magazines then exactly? Let's put them on the table, shall we? Well, let me just tell you why we're doing this first of all. Now, two of the guys in the office the other day were working on a new website talking about TV listings because it's one of the main areas that we get an awful lot of questions about coming into our sister site, radio and telly. Now, a lot of people are saying, I've got Freesat, what's the best magazine to get? I've got Freeview, I've got Sky, what are the listings magazines? And there are about nine TV listings magazines out there. So they've got all of the magazines together and I have a whole pile from October so what have we got here? We've got uh, TV Quick, Radio Times, TV and Satellite Week, TV Guide, What's on TV, and TV Choice. And these range in price from £1.20 down to 40p, and they all carry a week's worth of TV listings. So, which is the best one? Now, first of all, I have to say, I was really baffled by this one. Right, I'm going to give you a little test here. I need, pass me TV Quick. Here we go. Thank you. And TV choice. Okay, so here we go. Okay. Now, look at this. This one here has 76 pages. 74, those. Five, six. All right, if you include the back cover, 76. And this one here has 82 pages. Not including the back cover. Sorry, 84 pages. Including the back cover. So let's just find a listing. So let's look at Wednesday, BBC One. I'll open BBC One on both. And the listings are absolutely identical. You agree? Just pick one of those at random. Just read it yourself. Okay, if you just look at one of these. So here we are. Seviano, Bellasteros, This Inside Sports Special, This Inside... It's actually the same words on both. And if you look... So it is. Look at that. We could do that with... Here, let's try True Blood. Your turn. Channel 4. True Blood. It says 2 of 12. The first taste. After saving Suki from the Ratri's revenge attack... Bill uses, Bill uses a vampire blood to heal her. Yeah, exactly. So this is the same. So if we turn over the page, you see um, the good food, same listings in both. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Yeah, different colours though, of course. So if you look at the front of the magazines, you'll actually find out they're both published by Bauer Publishing. So they're actually from the same publishers. So why are they charging more? Because they're more pages. Well, well, okay. So which one do you think is the most expensive? 76 pages or 84? 84. So the price for the 76 page is... 80p. And for one for more with more pages is only forty p. So you get to pay a whole extra forty p for eight less pages with that one. Right, they're gone. We don't like them. <laughs> Ridiculous. So what we've actually got on this new site that our chaps are working on, which is called Teleguides.co.uk, there's a lovely little table. And what we've identified here is um, the magazine that carries the highest number of channels is TV and Satellite Week. That's this one here. Lovely picture of Harry Hill on the front. 89 channels that covers. Uh, the one that's got the most pages is this old beauty here, the Radio Times. 
Which has got a fairly tight... Like, that hasn't changed in 20 years, that layout, has it? Look at that. Yeah, but it's tried and tested. It's like a classic book, isn't it, really? That's true. Very good articles, you know. Ever so good, yes. It's like a Dickens novel, really. Uh, radio Times obviously carries the largest number of radio channels. Then you've got Total TV Guide that has 70 of its 100 pages dedicated to listings. So my summary here is I reckon the best one is TV and Satellite Week if you have either Sky, Sky HD or Virgin. The Radio Times is very good if you're a radio listener and particularly if you've got Freeview. Uh, TV Total Guide is very good for Freeview. TV Quick we're ignoring because it's weirdly priced. Uh, If you're into your soaps, What's On TV from IPC Media, which is priced 47p is the one to go for. Uh, And uh, I would say if you're interested in your TV listings, go to teleguides.co.uk, where there's a nice little table and a screen print of every single page of listings so you can see which one suits you best. Very nice. You've been working hard, haven't they? But it doesn't finish there, because while we were at it, we thought, hey, let's have a look at some of the online TV listing services. So you mean all this can be done online so you don't have to waste paper? Yeah, and to be honest, I don't know why anyone these days actually buys a TV listings magazine. I do. For a start, you've got your on-screen TV guide with things like Freeview and Freesat and Sky. You could look at it on your TV screen and search. But also, you can just go online. Now, the services here, there's some screenshots uh, just gone up on the website. tvguide.co.uk has this lovely layout. Look at that. Well, it's black, it's sleek, it's... I don't know, I think it's a bit oppressive. I think it's rather good. The only thing is there's a huge advert at the top. That means you've got to scroll down before you get to the uh, the actual listings. But it's in a handy little grid format. Then you've got the Radio Times, which I think is a fairly clear layout. Look at that. Yeah, that's a nice clear layout, and it's got some orange on it. I like the colour orange. Then there's On The Box, which is probably one of my favourites. Very, very searchable, which is rather nice. And there's also one called TV Easy, which looks a bit like a newspaper column layout. Very, very smooth as well. Um, and also one from DigiGuide that we'll talk about in a moment when we move on to applications for your PC. Now, this is where it gets really serious. If you're into your telly, this is the one you need. Oh, my giddy goodness. What is that? That's like a diary, calendar style. It looks a bit like the Joggler layout. This is incredibly nice. So what you've got down here, this is a particular view for a few hours of the day. It's a grid format, so you've got the TV channel logos down one side, the channel numbers clearly marked there, and you can just scroll up, down, left and right and whatever else. This is really, really cool. 14 days of listing at a minimum. So most of these are only seven days. Obviously, the TV mags are only seven. This gives you 14 days, and for some channels, even more. does all the radio stations, which a lot of these don't, which is good. Wow, it looks like it's fulfilling all the criteria that any man would need. Keep going. Reminders, so you can get an email or an SMS text alert when a program's coming up. That's a little bit slick, isn't it? And you can mark your favourite programmes and even your favourite categories and keywords. And what it will actually do is give you a daily viewing guide based on what channels you're interested in, what programmes you're interested in. So you don't have to wade through these thousands of channels. You can just say, I'm interested in documentaries about the lunar landing. And it will alert you when a programme's coming up, so you can watch it in advance. Mm, it's quite nice, but you can't store that underneath your coffee table, can you, like you would your magazine? True, it does have to go on a laptop or on your PC, but you can get a mobile version, which is rather nice. So you can get it on a Windows mobile or something like that, and you can do it from a web browser. Fair enough. And this has a price tag with it, that's the slight downside. This is £15 a year. Only £15 a year? That's cheaper than your magazine though, isn't it? But if you think we're talking about a magazine that's £1.40 a week then it soon, you know, pays for itself. You can also do really clever things like do searching. So you can search for director, episode name, years, all sorts of things. If you're really serious about your TV and your actors and your telly viewing, this thing will let you sit down once a week, plan out what you want. It'll give you a list of what you said you want to watch, plus anything else you might be interested in. So I'd highly recommend DigiGuide, and you do get a free, free demo. 
and we'll add a link to our show notes on where to get the DigiGuide free demo. Okay, that's a very nice thing to do. There you go. I also want to mention some other applications. There's one called FreeGuide, which is also rather nice. And what's that for? Same, that's for your PC. You can also uh, get that on Linux. Oh, very nice. I've got that on my Asus. There you go. And you do need the Java runtime for that one to work. Right. Then there's also Teleprompter and XML Guide. Again, go to Teleguides Co. UK for some screenshots and more info. Bet they haven't put any of these on your mobile phone yet, though, have they, eh? <laughs> you knew I was going to say that. You saw me picking up my iPhone, didn't you? So, look, there's a good couple of applications I want to mention. There's this one called TV Plus, which is rather nice. If I fire that up, big orange screen with the TV on it. I like that. I like orange. And it's just loading. So here we go. We've got to just run that down. Oh, it says entertainment, lifestyle and culture, movies, sports, news, documentaries, kids stuff, music, uh, London, BBC One. Uh, okay, so what we've done is we've opened up the view. So this is t- tonight's telly and you can see we've got a list of BBC One's stuff. So there's all the lists and you can go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Open these up and there's all the information on that particular TV programme. Fantastic. And it's got a record facility according to the bottom of the screen there. What's that big red button with record on it for? Okay, so this is tied to my Sky Plus set-top box. If I want, I can just hit record. That will send a message over the internet connection from the iPhone to Sky. And Sky will send a message to my set-top box saying, please record. But this is the one. This is my favourite. This is Teoti TV Plus. Well, I like the name already. Say it again. Teoti TV Plus. Teoti TV Plus. It's a song or something, isn't it? So this one started up. You see, we've immediately got the on now and next. And some buttons down here for listings, my TV and search. Search on here is really quite impressive. But let's just let this load on now and next. Okay, so here we go. So this has now got uh, BBC One, Two, ITV Four, Five, Sky One. You can scroll down and see all of the on now and nexts. This is where it gets really clever. If I press listings, see I've got my BBC listings here. Now, I can also do a Sky Plus here. So if I click on, uh, what have I got here? The weakest link. I can click on that. And there we go. The mark, alert or record button. And also I can rate it out of five stars. So I could do record and that will record it. But what's really quite flash is uh, some of those have got a little symbol after them. Yes, it looks like a uh, I information maybe. That's the BBC iPlayer. Now, if I tap on that. What it will do is it's opening up. So we look, as it happens, we're looking at the one show. If you scroll down, it says you can watch previous episodes. And also, if you like that, you'll like this TV selections. Wow, that's quite a nice little feature. And uh, we've got two previous week's episodes available. There you go. So what I'm going to do now, this is the really clever bit. Watch previous episode. It exits out of this application, opens up a browser, and goes to the mobile version of the BBC iPlayer. So from that listing, you can just hit a button and then watch that TV show on your device over the internet. That quick, that easy, done for you. Well, do you know what? I'm actually reasonably impressed. It's a bit of a no-fuss application, really, isn't it? So there you go. If you're interested in any of the TV listing services we've mentioned, go to teleguides.co.uk for links and screenshots. Thank you. Okie dokie. Now, I understand you've got a snap. I've got a thing that goes... It's got the power. Mm. Describe that for our, our lovely listeners. Well, it's like a, it's kind of like a wheel clamp, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. It's a huge clamping thing. It's a red thing. Uh, well, how would you describe this? Well, it looks a bit like a jump lead crocodile clip, really, doesn't it? It's a huge clampy thing that's got a red bit on it. it just, is this good for time machines? And it's attached by a wire to a fairly hefty black box with a little red flashing light. Yes, but the wire is like a telephone wire, isn't it? So it's a big clamp with the telephone wire attached to a, a box which looks like it should be on a house alarm. Mm, that's pretty close. So what this actually is, and we covered these a while ago, uh, power meters that clamp around your electricity supply and let you see how much juice you're using. 
I remember these well, yes. So why are we looking at one again? So this is the transmitter box. This bit plugs around your main supply and then wirelessly transmits. And the reason I'm going to mention this now is we need our producer to run off and find the incoming power box for the studio and clamp this over the studio feed so we can see how much power we're using. Well, I don't use much power. I'm a very economical sort of fella. Where's the producer? Hello! (laughs) Okay, excellent. While we hand this over, we're now going to talk about another gadget, aren't we? Well, you're handing the reins over to me, so I have to stop being stupid, take something seriously, and, well, cut out the buffoonery. Basically, we're going to do the Olympus LS11, which is a digital recorder. And very nice it is, too. I'm holding the LS11, a lovely little recorder. It's got two mics at the top, lovely clear screen. And uh, this is basically a sort of a portable voice recording studio, isn't it? Well, it's written up as a recording studio in your pocket. Hmm. A little bit small for a studio. Thank you. Nice of you to notice. So looking at this, it's got two stereo mics at the top. It has two mono microphones, which make up a stereo image. Yes. If you're being really picky and I'm taking this very seriously, you're wrong. (laughs) Makes a change, doesn't it? Yeah, very nice it is too. So this is quite a powerful little bit of kit, isn't it? I think this is immensely powerful. I've got to be honest, I'm quite impressed by the fact that it has linear PCM recording capabilities on a digital device like this. The only thing that came close to this, in my opinion, was the Sony DAT Walkman. Do you remember those? For those that need subtitles on what Carl's talking about there, it means it's not compressed, so it's very crystal clear, original, uncompressed sound. Which, of course, to all you MP3 users, which you are at the moment, I'm sure, because you're listening to us, uh, you know about compression. There you go. So, seeing as I was in charge of demonstrating this to everyone, uh, I decided I would tell the company that we needed to go and do some location work. So uh, I got a bit of money from the um, the boys upstairs, and, well, we went out and about. First of all, of course, we went to a posh restaurant where Pete asked me this. So here we are, in a restaurant, with Pete's first opening question. What do you want to ask me about this recorder, then? Okay, dokie so who would be likely to use one of these devices? Well, I'm thinking a journalist. You know, he wants to do, or she wants to do a business lunch and ask those all-important questions. Off the record, of course. In a busy restaurant. So where do we go next then, Carl? Well, after such a glorious meal, of course, the next best place you need to go to is a supermarket for the Rennies. So I've currently moved location to a random, very popular supermarket. Um, I'm sure it has some sort of name, but I'm not too sure what that is. Anyway, I bumped into a shopper, a very happy shopper at that. And what's your name? Hello, I'm Cara. Okay, I'm going to show you something now, okay? And I want you to tell me what you think of it. What's that? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Impressive response. Uh, This is a recording studio for your pocket. Uh, What do you think now? Well, I I wouldn't have a clue how to use that. I'm a bit of a technophobe, but I'm sure it's amazing. Thank you. That's what she said. Only the best locations, eh? Where next? Well, I think you answer that better yourself in our next sound clip, Pete. So, tell me, Pete, where are we now? Okay, this is an interesting location. It's approaching midnight uh, on a weekday, and we're standing on the top of a pedestrian footbridge over a major A road. And what have you got to ask me about this? Okie dokie, I want to ask you what the stereo sounds like with all these cars going zoom, zoom, zoom. Is it good? Is it good? Is it? Is it? It was cold out there, wasn't it? And also windy at times. It must be pointed out, these two devices, the LS10 and the LS11, come with numerous accessories. Uh, One of them is a pop shield, or some sort of wind guard for the microphone, which I hadn't actually used. It may have been a mistake. 
I can't believe we've been driving for over two and a half hours <laughs> and you've taken me to the seaside. Oh, come on, it's lovely. Sun, sea, sand, beautiful views. Yeah, who said romance was dead, eh? <laughs> the problem is, it's midweek and it's 12 o'clock at night. Yeah, there is that, but we've got the waves. Yeah, and the drizzle. And, That's and, absolutely fantastic. And, and the shingle, don't forget the shingle. Yeah, I'm off. See ya. Did you see a mermaid or was it just me? Do you know I've still got sand in my shoes after that? Well, I must say I've had a wonderful day at the seaside and uh, we're, we're going home now by train, which is going to be fantastic. What do you think of it, Tanin? Absolutely. This is rather good, isn't it? Now, you see, we're really clever here. We're actually standing right on the railway station platform. I've got my iPhone out. You know, I'm never surgically removed from my iPhone. And we're actually using an application called National Rail, which is really cool because you put in your railway station and it gives you this little map. You see that? So it's got all the stations. Oh, right. So, yeah. So there we go. So this train is running two minutes late. Okay. And it's going to be departing in about one minute time. This is our last train back home. So what we've got there is a little moving sort of blue dot, oh, which yeah. shows the uh, well, that's clever. shows where it actually is. Yeah, so you can actually see where it is and where it's going. So this is actually is it's actually showing it at the railway station that we're at now, and you see uh, departure time one minute late. Um, this this, yeah, this Pete, used Pete, to be a Pete, Pete. First of all, we're supposed to be talking about the LS11, uh, and secondly, we just missed our train. Ah. Yeah, that was a lovely day, wasn't it? The 200 miles to the studio was lovely. That's the last time I give you a piggyback. There you go. So that was us out and about exploring the Olympus LS11. Now, what we've done, we've done an extended version of this little feature, haven't we? Oh, yes. We've done a guide to the Olympus LS11. Which is lovely. Now, we realised that there was a lot we had to cover on this device because it is actually quite a powerful machine. And we wanted to go through this properly, looking at the specs, looking at how the mics worked, looking at all the kit you get with it. Because there's going to be a bunch of people out there really keen to get their hands on this. But because we know all of our listeners aren't actually sort of music and podcasters, they're not going to want to hear the full thing. So we're going to do a special show that just talks about this in some detail. As my area is audio and not Pete's, Pete's asked me to do this guide. So if you want to hear Carl have a go at describing an audio device, unedited sound clips of our recording, and also see a whole bunch of photos of this device, go to www.frequencycast.co.uk forward slash Olympus. And for those of you that are signed up to our iTunes feed, we'll stick this out on the feed as well. So that's the Olympus LS11. Now back to the power. So our producer has now clamped the magic gadget over the power supply connected to our electricity meter. Yeah, I did tell him not to do that. He's got a new hairstyle, look. <laughs> and here we have the unit. This is called a current cost. And the reason we're mentioning this is... A few shows ago, we talked about the effigy meter, which is this little tiny one here. Now, this, this one here is bigger. This is the current cost. This is a little bit bigger bit plasticky isn't it oh i don't know i think it's rather nice actually the other one's quite plasticky as well so this is one of these powered devices and basically it gets a signal wirelessly from the unit that's clamped over our power supply and it's giving us this real-time display so here we can see at the moment we are consuming 1.13 kilowatts which if we did that over the whole month would be 80 quid a month nice little icons here so this is this is connected this is getting a signal this has got all the rates set in and basically, this is rather handy. The um, the effigy meter that we reviewed once before was just showing you your current consumption, whereas this actually gives you over the last seven days, over the last 30 days, and also whether you're a heavy user during the day or in the evening or overnight. So there's these three little on-screen bar graphs, which are quite nice. This is a really nice feature, actually, because you can really monitor when you're spending money on your electricity bill. I do like it. As well as that, I, despite the fact I said it 
looks plastic and, and whatever. It doesn't look cheap. It is just looking like plastic, but it's got a lovely big screen and display, and it's actually uh, it's quite a sleek-looking device. I must admit, also, it's got more functions. It looks just like a digital clock, and it also tells you the temperature, which is also a nice little detail. I like the way that it scrolls between um, information. It shows you how much it's going to cost you over a period of time, so it goes from a day to a week to a month. It's only got three feature buttons. It's gone up, it's gone OK, and it's got a down, which is quite simple to use, and a little red flashing light, which just tells you it's active, I guess. Can I just press the up arrow? OK. Now, you see you've got a blank screen here. This is a feature that we're not actually currently using on here. But what you can do is you can get these magic little plugs that plug into the wall socket and you plug equipment into them. And they transmit individual information about each particular device. So let's say you've got your kettle. You could plug your kettle into one of these adapter plugs and the adapter plug will tell this unit how much your kettle has consumed over the last X number of days. That's actually quite handy, especially if you've got house share. Because if you've got house share, you can actually put one in each room or one on every power supply in each room. And then you can actually monitor which members of the house are using more electricity. It is really handy. This thing will hold 10 different devices. So it's more for things like you can work out how much your skybox consumes over a month or uh, how much your microwave or your kettle use and you can actually decide which devices are draining a lot of power obviously things like a pc and a printer are things that you tend to have on quite a lot or in standby quite a lot so having these special plugs and this box here that will monitor 10 different devices really puts it over and above something like the effigy fantastic one odd thing about it is the effigy here is powered by a couple of aaa batteries whereas this thing has to be plugged into the mains which vaguely felt a bit self-defeating trying to save energy and you have to plug something in to monitor your energy but it is only consuming one watt so it's not too bad about a pound a year which is actually cheaper than the amount of batteries you get through i'm sure that's very probably true absolutely so um how much do you think this is 213 pounds 40 pounds a little bit cheaper than i anticipated well, there you go there's a device called the watson which is a rather powerful one of these it's up in the hundred mark but this thing it does a lot more than the watson and it's only 40 pounds the really good news though is there are three ways of getting it for free um, Sky are offering one of these to their customers if you switch to their phone and broadband service. And also, if you go with the suppliers Eon, Scottish and Southern Electricity, you can, on certain tariffs, get this for free. I would say go to our show notes. We will have links to the ways you can get this for absolutely zippo. Fantastic. That's www.frequencycast.co.uk. Get there now. One other thing to mention is, if you look on the back... You see, there's a little socket. You would think that is an Ethernet socket. Actually, it isn't. It's a serial socket. And with the addition of a little lead that you can buy for about £8, you can hook this up to your PC and then stream all the data off in real time onto your PC or upload it to the net. Wow. Very handy. Now, what would you do that for? Some nice little utilities here. So if you actually go to the um, current cost website, the makers of this device, you can see here there's five programs that you can download and install to your PC. So this one gives you sort of an overtime graph of what's going on. And what program is that? Uh, this is one called Current Cost GUI. I like that one. It's got orange on the screen. You do like your orange, don't you? And you can actually publish this. There's a service called PackHub packhube.com which lets you share information about how much power you're consuming with your friends and with other net users which is really quite good that's very good for the eco warriors so there you go that's the NV power monitor from current cost costs around 40 pounds or in some cases you can get it for free links photos and a transcript up on today's show notes thank you it is the best power meter we've found and of course it's very green and not orange frequency cost now loading Interaction. Got a tech question or a comment on the show? Get in touch. Please do, and lots of you did about the Freeview retune. Clearly it didn't go that well for a good number of you. Paul Clements got in touch. He lives close to Exeter and normally gets his TV via the Ilfracombe relay transmitter. 
Since the retune, a number of folk now can't get the full range of channels, or they're getting Welsh TV from a more powerful transmitter in Wales. Hopefully the powers that be are working on a fix for that one. Paul also says he's noticed something unusual happening late night on Channel 4. They've been broadcasting test 3D signals at around about 4 in the morning for 5 minutes. Interesting. We mentioned in a previous show that we know Channel 4 are planning a 3D week soon. Guess it's getting closer. Thanks, Paul. Now a podline call asking for some Freeview retune help. Hello, I've got a Sony television and I've retuned it, but I still can't get some of the programmes. And I've tried it at least 20 times. I've still got no problem. It's a Sony uh, television, KD28DL10U. Can you help me? Not much information to go on here, but as part of the Freeview retune on the 30th of September, a number of channels moved. Many found that they could now get five, but not some of the ITV channels. Now, we don't know where you live in the UK or what channels you can't get, so it's very difficult to give specific advice. We suggest you follow the links on our show notes for some general advice or call the Retune helpline on 08456 051122. Next up, we want to thank Mark Weldrick, a new listener. He's answering a question from way back in show 38, where Les Cornwell asked why video played over an HDMI cable was dark. Mark says that this is to do with the encoding. When the TV program is recorded to a hard disk recorder, the data is compressed, and one of the side effects is a loss of brightness and contrast. The best workaround would be to record all programs at the highest quality, e.g. HQ mode. This should result in less compression. Cheers, Mark, and welcome to FrequencyCast. Now we're after some more listener help. Ken asks us if we can recommend a decent sat-nav for users of caravan, RVs and larger vehicles. The only one he's found is the Snooper Ventura. Can anyone out there recommend anything that's very good with height and width guidance? Please let us know. We've been tweeted by Jason Van Dando asking if there's any news of the Apple handheld panel computer. Well, nothing definite, but there do continue to be rumours of a large iPod Touch-like device with a 10-inch touchscreen, Wi-Fi and 3G. There's been nothing official as yet from Apple on this subject, but the rumours are continuing to grow, so perhaps watch this space in 2010. Also, hi to Michael Johnson, a big fan of the new Chumbi. This is a gadget that sits on a table getting stuff from all over the world via Wi-Fi, including Facebook, podcasts, webcams, news feeds and tweets. If you're interested in the Chumbi, go to our site and hit News Blog for some pictures and links. Frequency cast. Shutdown in progress. So, that's all for this show, Show 45. Check out our show notes. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. Our web address is www.frequencycast.co.uk If you've got a question for us or a comment on today's show, leave us a voicemail message on 0208 133 4567. You can also email us via our site, become a Facebook fan and hook up with us on Twitter. Our ID is FrequencyCast. FrequencyCast is driven by feedback from you, so please get in touch and tell us what you'd like to hear on the next show. That's all for now. Stop by the FrequencyCast website for news, updates and a transcript of today's show. And if you like what you've heard, please spread the word. FrequencyCast. Shut down.